Ave Maria Radio and Renewal Ministries presents Fire on the Earth, a compelling look at the new evangelization through inspiring teachings, interviews, and testimonies. Welcome, friends. This is Peter Herbeck, your host, and I'm going to talk today about the restrainers that God himself has provided for the human race to battle against the deceptions in the human heart. If you didn't have a chance to tune in the program yesterday, I began by kind of laying out what I want to be talking about this week, and hopefully we can engage this together to understand the deep roots of the spiritual battle that's unfolding in our time that gets manifested in wars, deep corruption in politics, you know, deception, abuse, you name it, all kinds of things that we're seeing happening in our world today. And people are obviously shaken by it. And why do these things continue to happen in life? And why does it seem like there's no resolution to these problems? And how do we respond to them? So it's important for us to be able to, as believers, if you're the light of the world, you know, that's what Jesus said. He said, first, he was the light of the world. And because those who have come to him and come into relationship with him and have had their sins forgiven and have received the reality you know, the ground of all reality that Jesus has revealed to us. Who is God? God is our Father. Where do we come from? Why Why are we here? Understanding that I am I'm not a self-made being. I didn't bring myself into existence. None of us have created the universe. But what Jesus reminds us and what the apostles began to say is we live, we move, we have our being in Him, in God. My whole identity, my whole purpose flows from being a creature, having been created by God. And the fundamental dignity of my life is to be a creature loved by God. I mean, ultimately, my identity and my strength, my purpose, my meaning, my value comes from knowing by the grace of God that I am the one who God loves. I am loved by God. I am because God loves, right? I am the being that I am because God loves and out of God's love, he created me, you, a being made in his image that by his grace given to us in his son, We're able to become children of God and be in his family and live in all that is good and true and beautiful. This is the heart of the Christian. We know this. This is part of the light that's there. But we have to see that the corrupting and the ongoing corrosion and corrupting and the disorder and the violence and the division the hatred that's emerging and the lying and deception in our culture that's all over the place, that's rising, and it's giving birth to wars and division and riots and you name it. Why is this happening? Because the human heart, human beings are rebelling against the light, against God, insisting on their own reality and their own way. That's kind of what we want to take a look at. So I'm calling this week the four restrainers. So I just was laying a little foundation yesterday and you know, getting a biblical understanding, church understanding of the condition of the human heart. I began with Jeremiah 17, 9, the heart is devious above all else. It is perverse. 
who can understand it. The stunning diagnosis of Jesus of the human heart. When he was asked about would certain foods defile us if we eat it, and he said no. You know, he understood what that meant. He understood the dietary laws and their purpose. But what he said is, where does defilement come from? He said it comes from the heart. Evil intentions. This is what defiles us, he said. And he said there's evil intentions in the human heart. This is where he said fornication and theft and murder and adultery and avarice and wickedness and deceit and licentiousness and envy and slander and pride and folly and all kinds of folly come from, he said. All these evil things come from within and they defile a person. Again, this is what the church calls the wound of original sin. This is our original fallen condition. Nobody escapes it. There's a deep, profound wound at the core of our being. We're alienated from God by the decision of our forefathers. So we have this reality in us. And as a result, we're very susceptible to pride and envy and lust and hatred and bitterness and greed and all these things. This is what we battle against. And then uh, paragraph 397 is going kind to of where I ended yesterday, where it said, man, I have to re- repeat it because it's just so critically important to see this. Man tempted by the devil, let his trust in his creator die in his heart. The devil tempted Adam and Eve. He went after the relationship. Is God good? Can God be trusted? Isn't he really about taking away your radical autonomy, your God-likeness, your total absolute freedom? Isn't that what it's about? Man abuses his freedom, Catechism says, disobeyed God's command. This is what man's first sin consisted of. This is something, friends, we all battle with. This is why we need a new heart. The new heart is the Spirit of God. This is why everybody needs to be born again by water and the Spirit. So we have a new power and a new capacity to live a new way of life, to have a new heart, to become a new creation. All subsequent sin would be disobedience toward God, number one, and a lack of trust in his goodness. Disobedience to God and lack of trust in his goodness. Paragraph 398, in that sin, man preferred himself to God, and by that very act, he scorned God. He chose himself over and against God, against the requirements of his creaturely status, and therefore against his own good. This is, you see the deception of the devil? You better cut yourself free from this God who wants for you ultimately to be enslaved, who wants to keep you under his heel. You buy the lie, you choose yourself, not, you say, I'm not, I don't think I'm gonna, I can trust in God, or I'm not going to trust in God, I will not serve. I'm trusting my own instincts, my own desires, and I'm going to secure my freedom, my power, my happiness, whatever it is. And what you end up doing, what we end up doing when we do that, is we think we're promoting our own good. But instead, we're acting against our own good. Because God and our relationship with God is the ultimate good. And the only way we'll ever be fulfilled and we'll ever be happy, not only here, but for all eternity. We get deceived. It's like, remember when Jesus was tempted by, by the devil in the desert? 
and he showed them all the glitz and glory and all the Las Vegas, so to speak, of the world and the kingdoms and power and the Wall Streets and whatever. And he said, I can give you all of this. Do you want it? Oh, but there's just one condition. I have the power to give this to you. And you know what? In this world, the devil does have that power. But here's what he said to Jesus. You can have it if you bow down and worship me. The human race is going to bend the knee to God or to the devil. There's no in between. We can think as the devil tries to do this, like we're, we're bowing to our own greatness, you know, bowing the knee to our own superiority and, and hoping and drawing in and, you know, people of power love it that other people genuflect to them as well, you know, and say, oh, you're so amazing. The, you're going to bend the knee to the devil or you're going to bend your knee to God. That's it. Who are you going to serve? One of those two. That's the, that's all that's in play. But human pride, the pride of mind is just so dark and so filled with itself and its own wisdom. And so I'm just, I'm, first of all, none of that stuff you're talking about, Peter, is real. There's no spiritual nothing. I'm my own master. I'm free. I'm not going to believe all that nonsense. I will my existence. I will be whatever I want to be, right? So paragraph 398 goes on. It goes, constituted in a state of holiness, man was destined to be fully divinized by God in glory, given a share in the nature of God. Like St. Peter said, a gift of God become partakers of the divine nature, but we don't want it to be given, we believe we already possess it and we're going to take it if that's what needs to happen. I want to define my own divinity. Seduced by the devil, he wanted to be like God, but without God, before God, and not in accordance with God. Get a load of this. This is such an important line, friends. Seduced by the devil, paragraph 398, catechism. Seduced by the devil, he wanted to be like God. Okay, we've said that now for the last two days. He goes on. But without God and before God and not in accordance with God. It's worth looking that up, friends, and just meditating on that. Take that to prayer. What does it mean to want to be like God? First of all, I don't want him around. I want to be without God. I don't want a competitor to my Godhead, my divinity, That's what we're seeing all around the world today, especially in the first world. I want to be without God. I want to be before God. That is, you know, I'm first. I'm what's most important and not in accordance with God. I will not submit to some external imposition on my life. Nobody will tell me what to do. I will be my own master, period. So there you go. That's the, the, I thank God for the catechism and the word of God that just gives us such clarity about our actual condition. It's critical to come to terms with these truths. This is the road to sanity, friends. If you reject this fundamental ground of this human anthropology, if you ignore it, you know, reject it, create your own, you're walking in a make-believe world. You're making it up. And the human mind, the pride of mind, human lusts, you bet we'd, we'd rather do that than to submit. And as we talk now, think about the cross of Jesus, God's ultimate man, 
Where is he? He's on the cross. He's shedding his blood and he's communicating to us. This is life. This is freedom because he humbled himself, becoming obedient even unto death, death on a cross. He said, the only place of wisdom, sanity, life, joy, fulfillment is in the will of my Father. There is no other place. So this is the transforming mind and heart. This is the renewed mind of the Christian. I see the reality of the sin's power at work and the crucifixion of Jesus, the resurrection, excuse me, the rejection of human beings of God's rule. You see the face of God. You see the face of man. You see the face of sin. Sin is so ugly. Love came and we killed it. So there you see the human heart revealed again and again and again. One of the places that we we see the consequences of what I'm talking about here is Romans 1. Paul says the wrath of God is coming against man in his desire to suppress the truth about God, refusing to acknowledge God, refusing to thank God. God, I acknowledge you as my creator. In you I live and move and have my being, and I'm so thankful. I thank you, God, that you made me. I mean, that's the that's the reality. Human beings are tempted to suppress that truth because we don't want to live with its consequences. Fundamentally, that if this is true, I'm not God, and I have to submit in order to be happy and fulfilled. Hope you can join me tomorrow. God bless you. Each program of Fire on the Earth with Peter Herbeck can be downloaded at AveMariaRadio.net and RenewalMinistries.net. Fire on the Earth is a production of Ave Maria Radio. Friends, I'd like to offer you my new booklet, Receiving Fire. Jesus said, I have come to cast fire on the earth. Would that it were already ablaze. That fire is the purifying love that burns in the heart of Jesus. A fire of grace for those who receive it, but a fire of judgment for those who refuse it. If you'd like a copy of this free booklet, call 1-800-282-4789 or contact us on the web at renewalministries.net slash FOE. That's renewalministries.net slash FOE.